Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So once cannabis is legally available for sale, we don't know exactly when that's going to be, by the way. It may be August, maybe September, sometime around that. The packaging in which it's sold is going to be really, really, really boring, really dull, really plain. And that's all by design. The federal health minister this uh, federal health minister this week, Jeanette Pepitan Taylor, uh, said the packaging will ensure Canadians are aware of the risks of using pot. With respect to the health warnings that are going to be there, it's, it's going to be very clear that there's risks associated to cannabis use. And also as well, uh, the red stop sign, it's an alarmist type of, of, of sign and people are going to recognize uh, that they have to be aware that there's cannabis within this product. Right, so it's a bright red stop sign that has a pot leaf and the letters THC. The packaging must be opaque and child resistant. And there's going to be a bright yellow health warning similar to that, which is on tobacco products. So we want to make sure that it's childproof and also that it's tamper evident. So the best comparison that I can talk about when I say that it's tamper evident, when we purchase Tylenol, uh, we know that there's a, a little button that you have to turn, but also there's a kind of that silver foil that's on it. Well, you know if it's been tampered, if the foil has been released. So it's going to be those types of measures. So is this an overreaction or is this a, a responsible way of of marketing a product like this. Terry Lake, uh, former British Columbia health minister, is vice president of corporate responsibility at Quebec-based cannabis producer Hydro Apothecary. I'm saying that right. Terry, uh, good to have you with us. You're welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. Good to be with you. Uh, how important is this issue of, of packaging and as it pertains to the bigger question of, of marketing? Well, for licensed producers, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big issue. I mean, one of the major objectives of the federal government was to eliminate the black market, to get the criminal element out of this industry. And the restrictions uh, on branding, the restrictions on describing the product that we are selling, I think makes it that much more difficult uh, to uh, compete with the black market. If you go online today or if you go into you know, the illegal dispensaries that are uh, pretty abundant around Canada, you will see packaging and branding and information about the product that is far, far different than what is proposed in these regulations. So uh, those aren't going to go away when legalization happens and people that are familiar with those products and from the packaging, the information on the packaging can determine the characteristics of that product. Uh, they may be tempted to stay with that product rather than uh, look at these generic packages and try to figure out which one is uh, something that they would want to, to try. Well, how will it foster confusion? Explain that as you see it. Well, it, the proposed branding is you know simply a, a small logo and the company's name. So if we were talking about a particular strain of uh, of cannabis, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about 
the attributes uh, that that particular strain has in terms of, you know, the the particular effect it might have uh, on the consumer. And uh, we can't talk about the terpene profile. These are the chemicals that are in the cannabis plant and accompany the THC and the CBD and the other cannabidiols that are in the plant. And, you know, they give it a certain characteristic, much like one wine is different from another wine. Uh, so none of that can really be described on the packaging. And so for a consumer, uh, it's going to be pretty difficult, I think, to uh, to discern one type of cannabis from another type of cannabis within a particular category, whether that is, uh, you know, dry cannabis or whether that's an oil-based cannabis. And I guess, you know, from a public health point of view, and obviously as a former health minister, particularly in British Columbia, dealing with the opioid crisis, uh, no one is a bigger proponent of public health than me. But I always uh, have been of the belief that when you're developing policy, it should be based on the best available evidence. And the best available evidence uh, uh, when you're talking about tobacco, when you're talking about alcohol, when you're talking about cannabis, is clear that cannabis in terms of health harms and social harms is way down the scale compared to those other uh, two uh, products. And yet we are being treated much closer to tobacco than we are alcohol. I'm not saying we should have necessarily the same freedom of of uh, labeling and promotion as alcohol because I think that genie is out of the bottle and public health people today would like to try to put it back in the bottle. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying it should be proportionate to the risk associated with that product. And I believe this approach is disproportionate. Right. So this is off base in your view. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, number one, I think we've got to say for from a company perspective, from an industry perspective, we are extremely uh, happy that the, the government is making this this switch to regulated, legalized cannabis. And so all of us, you know, support the government's initiatives in this regard. Uh, but it's, uh, I think, a lost opportunity to, to get the proportionality correct. And also it ignores the growing evidence that where you have recreational cannabis, uh, in the United States, for instance, you see a drop in opioid prescriptions, a drop in opioid overdoses. You actually see a drop in alcohol consumption. So any public health benefits from the substitution effect of legalizing cannabis is certainly not evident in this approach to packaging and labeling. When it comes to communicating with consumers, though, and I mean, companies and producers are going to have other means by which to communicate. Uh, and so maybe consumers will be able to, to go online to, to get the information they need before they go into um, a store to actually purchase the, the product. Is it possible then that that communication can still happen through other means? Well, that remains to be seen because we don't have clarity on other promotional activities. So we have worked with the Advertising Council to come up with some uh, approaches we think are um, logical and would not you know, promote the overuse of cannabis would not be directed to young people, uh, but we have yet to see the definitive uh, approach from Health Canada uh, apart from these labeling and packaging directions. So it may be that we are unable 
to uh, describe our products online to the general public. Now, today we can do that in our in our medical cannabis system. We've been producing and, and uh, distributing medical cannabis across Canada for over three years, and none of these restrictions apply. We have a sublingual spray, for instance, called Elixir uh, that, you know, has very nice branding, very nice uh, packaging, labeling. It is very consumer-friendly. You can go online uh, today and look at those products on our website. All of that, uh, it looks like, will be taken away from us uh, with this approach by Health Canada. Uh, certainly on the, on the labeling, we know that uh, after six months, even our medical products won't be able to be labeled the same way they are today. They'll have to go to this generic uh, kind of approach that uh, has been uh, put forth yesterday. So is, is it possible that we could have a compromise here then that, uh, that to include some warnings like the government believes are, are, are needed, that we could still have some of that, but also have an opportunity for uh, companies to distinguish themselves and to be able to distinguish between different products? Absolutely, Rob. And, and there's no question that we agree there should be warnings. Uh, you know, for instance, young people should know that there are potential negative impacts of consuming cannabis, particularly frequent uh, exposure to high levels of THC. We know that's not good for a developing brain. So that absolutely should be there. Uh, women that are pregnant or breastfeeding, they have to know that THC is fat soluble and ends up in breast milk. All of that we totally support. Uh, but I think there's room for those types of warnings and education uh, as well as an opportunity to differentiate one brand from another and describe the product in more detail. There are different approaches. If you go down to the United States, for instance, we were just down in Washington State and Oregon. Washington State has a very lax kind of public health, social responsibility messaging in their uh, retail cannabis stores, whereas Oregon had a much more robust uh, messaging, posters that were readily evident in the stores. So, you know, in the States, you see a different approach uh, from a very hands-off kind of approach to one that's more engaging and, and more upfront. We certainly would support that latter approach, uh, but this approach with Health Canada is uh, far more restrictive than anything you've seen in the United States. And I guess there'll be time to adjust as we go along here. Maybe we can make some changes down the road. But in the meantime, we, we, we could perhaps potentially encounter problems. Well, listen, no one understands uh, how government policy needs to be conservative when you make a great big shift like this uh, more than me. And so I understand why the government wants to be conservative. They want to make sure that uh, they're not overstepping, uh, that they're not putting anyone at risk. Uh, so perhaps when legalization does occur this summer, uh, that uh, when the government and the public realizes that the, the world isn't going to end and that, you know, the streets aren't going to be uh, filled with, uh, you know, zombies walking around stoned all the time, uh, that in fact uh, they'll have more confidence to open it up a little bit. We know that the regulations around edibles and concentrates will be coming one year later. Uh, maybe that's an opportunity then with some time and experience with this type of approach that they will be able to loosen it up a little bit uh, and uh, you know, have that compromise, which has a public health message, but also has brand differentiation and consumer information that's important for choice. Yeah, well said. Well, we'll uh, leave it there. Terry Lake, thanks so much for joining us here today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. All right, Terry Lake, uh, former health minister in British Columbia. He is uh, vice president of corporate responsibility at Hydropothecary, which is a Quebec-based licensed cannabis producer.
974-8255. Does it seem like an overreaction uh, on the federal government's part? So again, uh, you, you would have what's almost essentially like a white kind of big Ziploc bag. You could have the company name at the top, and that's pretty much it. Then you got the stop sign THC warning thing. Then you got the big yellow box in English and French uh, with the warning. And then on the back, you've got, um, it would say, dried cannabis, store in a dry place, keep out of reach of children, an expiry date, a lot number, uh, and a, a phone number and an email address for the licensed producer. But anything more than that would not be allowed. 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.